All right. Welcome, everybody. Dang. Stick them up. <laughs> calling oh, all cars. Oh, oh. Calling all cars. The newest episode of Movie Club is in. Yeah, see? I loved Calling All Cars. I played that all the time. Yeah, me too. Easily yeah. favorite early PS3 game. We're watching gangster movies t- today, see? You know, nobody in this movie uh, talked like this. I was sadly. just going to say, I'm already marked down on the movie. Like, what's yeah, going on, guys? Have. The one thing that they were missing in today's film, which was uh, 1967, Bonnie and Clyde. Did I get the year right? 1967? I think you, you did. 1967. Yep. 67. We watched it. Warren Beatty, Faye Dunaway. Uh, it's a gangster. It's a gangster film. Yeah, it is. Have you seen this movie before, Derek? I've seen this movie before. Yeah, but uh, I realized I don't really remember much of this movie. Yeah. And uh, you know, there's not much to remember, to be honest. We'll talk about it, but I wasn't. You know, it's kind of. Uh, it's more of a vibe than a story. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like uh, there were scenes that I remembered. There were parts that I remembered, but uh, you know where it was all going. I yeah. didn't know. In doing research for this episode of Movie Club, it was interesting to see like they just made up a lot of shit for oh. this movie. Um, think characters didn't exist. You know, well, this made a lot of stuff up. That's just to do for I guess most movies, but it's like interesting because like. I watched this the first time thinking, oh, that's the story of Bonnie and Clyde. Crazy. And then, like, now re- after researching, like, that's, that wasn't no. the story of Bonnie and Oh, okay. Clyde so you're talking about based on the true, based on the real story. I thought it they was. They made like, a lot of shit up. Okay. Yeah. I thought, like, this was, like, not one to one, but close. Yeah. And it was not. It yeah. Was not. No. Uh, yeah. Big criticism of this movie was that it was not historically accurate. Oh. Uh, and I think I this movie that. was kind of panned when it was first released mm-hmm. you know here we are doing movie club a podcast where we review movies and we watch movies that are really old a lot of people have already seen these movies so i feel like we owe it to ourselves to kind of do a little research about these mm-hmm. movies and i found out a, a lot of interesting facts about bonnie and clyde that mm. i i didn't know going in yeah some people say this movie is uh <laughs> one of the most significant uh groundbreaking Genre-changing films of all time. I had heard that. I had heard that. That's yes. interesting. And, yeah, what does that mean? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I guess, you know, it, it came out in the 60s, and this was one of the first movies that used squibs. Now that's I cool. found yeah, out. Yeah, because that, that shit looked like... It looked good. Yeah, it actually, for, <laughs> for the time... It looked good, yeah. And <laughs> it was one of the first movies to do a comedy gangster film, which... That's like one of the most popular kinds of movies today. Yeah. You see movies like Fargo and Pulp Fiction and uh, all kinds of other movies yeah. that are, that are yeah. funny movies about criminals and you kind of are rooting for, You're the rooting criminals. for the criminals. Yeah, this movie uh, is credited with inventing that genre. Yeah. Interesting. And yeah, it's a really violent movie. Yeah. Which. I was surprised. I, yeah, I didn't didn't expect that. Yeah, and I guess I, it didn't even occur to me too when I was watching it. But they do shoot people like point blank in the face. Yeah, uh, yeah, that you, shocked me. It you really see did. People get like machine gun uh, covered <laughs> in like bullets, and yeah, I could see how that was not a regular thing in yeah. 1967. How that could like uh, affect people in a way. They also made it look like it was. Sh- Older. They made it seem like a movie from the 30s, even though it was shot in 1967. So then when you see the violence, I was extra surprised, I guess, you know, because yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like it was so graphic. Yeah. yeah. And the movie takes place in the year 1934, mm-hmm. um, which is when Bonnie and Clyde, the real life Bonnie and Clyde were 
you know, waging their crime spree. And can we spoil what happened to the real life Bonnie and Clyde? I think everyone knows. I, yeah, I'm I think assuming you know. In case you don't know, the these two gangsters from the 30s are dead. Mm-hmm. And they died in the 30s. They died in 1934 when they were gunned down by the police. Yeah. Uh, so this movie takes place in that year, but it was made in the 60s. And it's, again, one of the first movies to kind of make fun of the Great Depression. Mm-hmm. And kind of make the <laughs> yeah. great... Yeah, look at it through a different lens. Or make yeah. the Depression look fun. Because it <laughs> certainly feels like these characters are having a good time. It did. I, mean, I wish I was in the Great Depression now. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I feel like the Coen brothers are really influenced by this movie. Yes. Because Fargo is a funny gangster film, kind of like Bonnie and Clyde. Mm-hmm. And then there's movies like Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Mm, which yeah. is, uh, you know, a, a funny movie about being in the South in the Depression and, and goofing off and having these silly characters. Yeah. So, Yeah. This, as it turns out, is an influential movie. I was going to say Coen Brothers, and I also, honestly, I think Martin Scorsese took a lot from this as well, with just with the concept of, like, crime doubling down on not paying. You know what I mean? Like, shit just keeps stacking up. Yeah, getting worse, worse and worse and, and worse, yeah. And it kind of becoming almost comical how bad it's getting and, you know, whatever. I Yeah, yeah I could see a lot of things kind of springboarding from this. It's, it's also interesting, too, like, this was 1967, and I remember... It's just an interesting time for genres kind of having these these transformations because, yeah, like the crime thing here, but also like in 68 was 2001 A Space Odyssey and, right. and you read everywhere about how like kind of the reverse. It's like sci-fi was always kind of silly, like, oh, mm-hmm. Spaceman. Bleh. And then that was the first one where it was like, yo, this is like serious vision of the future. Like, you know what I mean? It was just I feel like late 60s, you had a lot of that kind of subversing you know what like it's supposed to be kind of thing and just in general in the late 60s yeah was changing was just like, fucking up we were putting people on the moon it yeah. was like all this shit was happening and like everything yeah. was changing so fast in these like last three years stuff with race happening decade. stuff yeah. with everything was kind of like subverted like the flip Woodstock the table too? Was that yeah. Woodstock uh, the what year was i thought it was 69 but i could Six- be wrong i could be way yeah, off because they did 99 it was 99 was the best one though so that's really kind of yeah anyway yeah. Uh, so, what made you pick uh, Bonnie and Clyde? This is Sean's pick, by the way. Uh, truthfully, sometimes I, 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 I said before I watched this movie on an airplane, but it was like oh, I didn't like, really, you know, I was on a fucking plane. I wasn't paying attention. I was getting my peanuts from this, you know, the flight attendant. I don't know. <laughs> um, and then sometimes I just feel like looking at an older movie for this, so I go to the HBO Max section and I find the Turner Classic movies and I just kind of scroll through to one yeah. that catches my fancy, and that's what I did with this. So it was just kind of random uh good, good think, you did that now rather than tomorrow because all those old movies will probably be gone by tomorrow with why because hbo max is taking down about 80 things a day now oh fuck <laughs> they're in a, they're they're in the news every day for just oh for taking stuff. these out yeah. oh well then i'm glad i picked it um but anyways uh yeah honestly when i first watched it on the plane i was surprised that like it starts off with like faye dunaway who is like gorgeous and very dude very pretty i don't know if you guys know this Dude, Very pretty. why did no one ever t- Faye Dunaway was a babe? Like, what? Who <laughs> kept that info from me? Yeah, right. What the the movie started, and I was like, "When is Faye Dunaway in this movie? What? It's like everything you knew was wrong." Yeah, she starts that, off and she's wearing a shirt. That happened to me with. Sorry to derail. That happened to me with a uh, uh, fucking Doctor Quinn Medicine Woman when I saw an old James Bond movie. I'm like, who is with him in the? That, oh, Doctor Quinn. Oh, oh no. no, she's a babe in that movie, dude. <laughs> like what? Everything I know is wrong. Was that Faye Dunaway? Who played Dr. Quinn? Oh, no, that was... Uh, oh, Jane what's her Seymour. name? Jane Seymour. Jane Seymour. Seymour. 
Nice. Yeah. yeah. I don't anyway. know how I knew that. Whoa. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. So we started off. I was like, oh, she's shirtless? You don't see anything, but still, I very saw, risque. I saw something. I looked. I oh, kept, you I, saw something down? Okay. Yeah, frame by frame. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. The uh, movie is produced by Warren Beatty, who stars in it as Clyde. Uh, yeah. Barrow? Barrow, Clyde, yeah. Clyde Barrow and Bonnie Parker. Those are the names of the two criminals. And uh, he was the producer, so he was in charge of kind of putting the movie together. Originally, he wasn't going to be in this movie. Mm. Uh, oh. And his sister was going to be in the movie. Did you hear about I this? I did hear about that, oh, but no, it's kind of confusing. This. And his sister, I didn't know this. I have to, uh, she's famous. Shirley MacLaine. Oh, McClain? Shirley is, McClain is, is, is oh yeah. Sister. Okay, I, I had heard that. that before. I had heard that before. Yeah. Well, Shirley, why don't you go by Shirley Beatty? What's with all the confusion? Yeah. Come it's on. like Emilio Estevez isn't and Martin Sheen and Martin yeah. Sheen and Charlie Sheen. Sheen. Yeah. He's like, I'm doing? not gonna go with your name. I'm doing my own <laughs> shit. But then Warren was like, I don't know. This movie looks pretty good. Maybe I'll be in the movie. And yeah. but then he was like, Yeah, it's all these awkward sex scenes. Yeah. Let's get my sister out of here. And this yeah. is actually what happened. Yeah. And so he kicked his sister this rules. out of this movie. And by the way, he like made a fortune on this movie. Yes, he did. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say this I heard had heard about. So not only did he kick his sister out of this movie, this movie becomes one of the most influential movies of all time. And he becomes filthy rich off of it. Talk about screwing over your sister. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, how could Shirley ever forgive him after that? I also read that his, uh, at the time, girlfriend, who was Natalie Wood, was uh, oh supposed God, to be Bonnie. Oh, and uh, I forget why, but he didn't give her the part, or they broke oh. up, and she didn't get the part. And oh. so she committed, uh, she, she attempted suicide after oh, no. she didn't oh, get this oh. part. And uh, really went into a depression spiral after that, which is... Jesus. I know. And he brought this episode down. Dang. Crazy. Well, Celebrities, they're just like us. <laughs> Anyways, what were you going to say? What, what I was going to say, is, yeah, but him, him produ with him producing the movie, they had such little faith in the film. Like, they were, like, not anticipating it being a big hit. It was that classic thing where it's like, well, yeah, you know, I don't know if they can pay me that much. He worked it out. Just give me 40% of 40? the gross. 40%? And they were like, on this piece of shit, fine. They just said, it was a one of the one of the most, one of the biggest production blunders ever where they had that little faith. They were like, fine. For, that's unheard of, but like, we're not going to make shit. So fine, 40%. And it fucking made 70 million back then. Wow. Back then, like, that's pretty incredible. So uh, 40% of 70 million? Let me do the mental math. Well, you got like what thirty million? It's a lot. It's a lot. I don't yeah. know how much it was. Thirty thirty million then in the sixties. Well, I heard he made six million dollars off of this movie. Oh, okay. Personally, well, so yeah. not a bad, not a bad payday. But again, considering that was back then, because I'll I'll take that now. I'll be honest. Like I would um, take, shit. I'd be stoked yeah. with that now. So Warren Beatty wanted to find a French New Wave director. He was really set on bringing that to America, and oh. this is one of the first. American movies to have the French New Wave style. So, oh, cool. suck it, Wes Anderson. You yeah, got, you got Wes. It. Yeah, you thought you were first. <laughs> you and fuck. yeah, you fuck. Deal with it. He went to a director from a movie we've previously watched on Movie Club, Francois Truffaut, who directed The 400 Blows. Oh, oh. the blows are back. Yeah. 
So, uh, Sean, you famously hated the 400 blows. Did I hate it? (laughs) I think I did. But but Francois Truffaut made a ton of notes on this movie. Mm -hmm. uh, And they say he, like, is directly responsible for some of the most iconic parts. I didn't didn't say that it was bad directing in the 400 blows. I just didn't get what was happening. That whole opening scene with uh, Bonnie being naked, that was his... That was his creation. Hell yeah. That was yeah, a part okay, of the whole this, movie. His Very rules. French. <laughs> All right, I'm in. Uh, d- it, it, funny story, Sean told me the other day, because he, I, yeah, I don't think you hated it. It was just... Well, the Porn of Blows? It. Yeah. Yeah. But Sean did tell me the other day his least favorite movie club movie, and it was another French film. I'm curious if anybody can guess what that was. Yeah, Babe, Pig in the City. No, 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 no. because with that, we no. gave it a low score, but we had so many stories, yeah. and, and we were showing people scenes, like, watch this fucking uh, thing with uh, the... Oh, so it's Delicatessen. It was Delicatessen. Absolutely, yeah. you got that, it. That was yeah. determined well, to be his least favorite. I'm glad least favorite movies are Derek picks. Well, what was my other least favorite movie? Sorry, for the four, 400 oh, Blows that wasn't and Babe, that. Pig in the City. I wouldn't give 400 Blows that low of a score. No, for it, for, no. That was, a, that was a competent, good movie. I just didn't care for it that much, yeah, but yeah. Babe Pig in the City and Delicatessen like offended me. What the fuck, dude? Uh, yeah. Babe Pig in the City was a fucking masterpiece. It was, by, yeah. By the guy who did Mad Max. Don't like Mad Max. Uh, oh, well, we'll see. There see, you go. You've just disqualified <laughs> your own opinion. Yeah. And he's got George Miller stands and, coming after and you. And Delicatessen was a surreal, dark fantasy. <sighs> that was beautiful. Yeah. You just don't like French films. I think you have a problem with French people. I think Sean, you don't appreciate the beauty of the guy standing, sitting in the wet room with a bunch of snails around him. <laughs> yeah. You don't appreciate the it's art. Hello. <laughs> I actually yeah. did like that. Expand shot. Expand your horizons. Anyways, uh, yeah. we're talking about Bonnie and Clyde. Sorry. Well, let's get into it. So uh, we're gonna spoil all of Bonnie and Clyde here. If you haven't watched it, check it out. It's pretty good. Uh, the movie opens famously, like we just said, with Bonnie, who is being very sexy in a French New Wave style. She's uh, in her room, and there's all this imagery that suggests that she's trapped. She's like in a bird cage, uh, standing in front of a bird cage. She's like framed up in the bars of her bed. She looks out the window and she sees Clyde mm-hmm. Barrow checking out her mom's car, like peeking in the open window, and she kind of accuses him of stealing the car. Uh, but she also tells him like, wait right there. And she comes down and like, they go on a walk and they start flirting and pretty immediately, um, you know, within like five minutes, they're like pretty much in love. Yeah. And he's talking about like, yeah, I've been to jail, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, yeah, prove it. And he has a gun and she's like, I bet you don't even know how to use that thing. And he goes in, he like robs a liquor store. I think I paused it. This is like at the eight minute mark. He robs a liquor store. Yeah. They steal a car. They uh, run away. They're having a good time. She's all over him. She's very turned on by the crime. Mm-hmm. Who wouldn't be? Right. And they go to a field to, uh, you know, do what people do after they rob liquor stores, you know, do a little canoodling. Yeah. And he has sexual problems, mm-hmm. which is a reoccurring theme throughout the movie. And it's something that people who are smarter than me can analyze uh, all they want. But as the movie goes on, here we are like 10 minutes into the movie, and now they start fighting with each other. That, <laughs> that was interesting. And well, I was like, you just met, you, and then you robbed a liquor store, and now you're like, Bonnie, I don't know if, if I could ever be with a woman like you. You got to trust me. You know, all this stuff. I'm not some hot young lover boy. If that's all you want, you can get on out of here. It's very dramatic. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know. I didn't hate it. I guess it was just. Uh, it, I just felt like that I was missing a couple scenes, or yeah, like yeah. they made it. I, it seemed to me like 
weeks had passed, but really in the movie, it's like, well, this is just one afternoon that she happened to look out her window. and <laughs> Hell of an afternoon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I chalked it up to like all killer, no filler. You know, they're just like, OK, yeah. you meet, you do a little crime, you fight. This is what it's like to be young and in love. I did look up to see, like, was Clyde Barrow, like, was he gay or was he impotent or what is the story here? And people don't really know. Some historians think that he was, like, bisexual and he and Bonnie would have, like, threesomes all the time is what people have theorized. Wow, you got really kinky with your research. Well, I was just wondering, like, well, like, is he, was he gay in real life? Like, what is, what is this, you know? But no, I guess maybe, maybe I don't know. No one really knows. Is, is that a real thing? He, he uh, couldn't have sex or something? No, I think they uh, they didn't want to... Or is that just made Warren up? Beatty, I think Warren Beatty didn't want to film all these sex scenes, and so he just... Instead of being too awkward, so he just made him impotent instead. <laughs> well, his your, his girlfriend had already left him. <laughs> I don't know. What's the deal? I don't know what to tell you. Isn't it funny Maybe Warren you... Beatty's impotent. Yeah, you never know. Whoa. <laughs> Isn't it funny, <laughs> though, you, news. you hear about stuff like that where, yeah, maybe he didn't want to film that. Or I remember, um, I, you know, I, I, I've still never seen one of the only Spielberg movies I've never seen. I never saw The Color Purple. I've never seen either. The Color Purple. Can't talk. Yeah. Um, but I know that there is there is sort of a in the book, there's a gay relate. There's uh, two women um, in uh, have a relationship in the book or something like that. And I think he cut their sex scene or something like that. He cut it out of the movie, and people were like, "That was kind of a critical thing." And then year, he never said he never went into it. And then only recently he was like, "I was shy," like, "Oh, I, I, yeah, I was, I was like nervous about filming that, so I cut it." That was it. Like that was, you know what I mean? Like he didn't have this artistic reason. It was just like I was still like a young filmmaker, and I I was fucking nervous about that, and I cut it. Wow, you know, Steven, isn't that funny? You got to make amends, okay? Yeah. you're older now. You're braver now. Yeah. Give us the sex scene. Color Yo, purple too. Call, a color, yeah. Call, yeah. Call, call all the same actresses back up. And be like, hey, unfinished. Business. We can deep fake it. <laughs> yeah. We can do yeah. We can do whatever. Anyways, back to Bonnie and Clyde. Back to Bonnie. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> we'll have to watch the color purple someday. Now, I, I, ser- now I really want to. I never got, yeah. got to. So um, Bonnie and Clyde are, you know, in a rip roaring romance out the gate. Ten minutes in, and. Then they meet this mechanic, this young guy, CW. Yeah. Um, let's talk about this character. They meet him at a gas station. And what did you think of their meeting with uh, this, it, this it was young very mechanic? similar to me of Clyde and Bonnie meeting where it was just like happenstance. They happen to get gas. They meet this person. And now this is like, oh, he's one of them instantly. Yeah. yeah. You know? And it's like he's just, I guess, Clyde's so charming that he can just get anyone to leave their life in a second and mm-hmm. just... Go on crime sprees with him. I'm not sure what that was really saying. Yeah. It was kind of weird. Okay. Yeah, kind of the spirit of them was a little was intoxicating. You know, you can I feel like you kind of see that through the movie. It's kind of like, yeah, people you, people you don't expect to cling to them kind of do. You, you know? know, it was interesting because I saw a lot of um, cri- re- reviews of the movie from the time from the '60s, and a lot of critics didn't like the movie because they yeah. they felt like the characters were quote moronic, and <laughs> multiple reviews said that the characters were moronic. Huh. Which was interesting because I never thought that watching this movie. And it almost made me think about how times have changed. And yeah. I don't think these characters are morons. They're kind of like happy-go-lucky. But maybe that was the definition of a moron in, uh, in 1967. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's throughout the movies, there's kind of this happy-go-lucky charm. 
that these characters have where they don't take life too seriously. They don't think too hard about stuff. You know, they kind of yeah. tell this CW character, we rob banks. And he kind of like starts giggling like a little, yeah, it is like weird. a little kid, you know, and just yeah. kind of like punch in the, <laughs> come on, come on. Yeah, yeah. You know, acting like that. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I, 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 so I think the CW Moss wasn't a real person. That did that. Really? He, yeah, mm, he I was. He was. I think he was representing a couple people. Okay. Like they, uh. I, I think he was representing a W. D. Jones and Henry Methven. So I think they kind of made this character like yeah, combined, a composite character, yeah. kinda something it, like that. It's always funny when you hear about that from a movie. Oh, they actually did whatever. The great, the greatest thing I've ever seen is when Chernobyl, the 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 series on HBO, did yeah. that. And up front, like they 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 straight up put a thing in the credits that was like, "This woman, uh, I forget what her name was, da 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 da, da is." replacing five people on the math team like like they they didn't hide that at all yeah. it was like uh this it was like i don't know yeah. i kind of appreciated that yeah. why didn't this movie do it yeah, yeah. well this movie's not historically <laughs> accurate at all in <laughs> fact uh this movie you know bonnie and clyde murdered a bunch of people that's not portrayed in this movie uh <laughs> the people who they do murder it's always like oh i didn't mean to do it yeah, <laughs> yeah you made me do that yeah, yeah they, what they didn't want you to like not that's like not them, how it goes down. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they want they want to make it really likable. Yeah, it's actually really interesting because uh, early on in the movie, Bonnie and Clyde before they meet CW, they're at a house and uh, Clyde is teaching her how to use a gun. Yeah, and the owner of the house comes up and they get scared and almost like they're gonna shoot him. He's like, "No, take it easy, take it easy. Like I don't care, do whatever you want." And there's this whole scene about how he doesn't have the house anymore because it's the depression and the bank took the house away. Mm. And then they start shooting. They're like, "Check this out!" And they shoot the foreclosed sign with the gun and then they give the gun to the former owner and he shoots the house and then he has kind of like a farmhand come over a guy named davis who works the land and he has davis shoot the house too yeah and then they kind of tell him like hey we rob banks and then it cuts to a bank robbery <laughs> and it was just this strange like moment where early on in the movie they set bonnie and clyde up to be these folk heroes kind of yeah where like hey america yeah. has been fucked by these big banks, and nobody can do anything about it. Yeah. But, but Bonnie and Clyde ain't going to take that shit. I mean, yeah, you yeah. really are rooting for them to rob everyone. Yeah. And, you know, like you see a cop, like, oh, these fucking cops. Leave yeah. Bonnie and Clyde alone. You yeah. Know, yeah. And they go to the bank, and there's a scene where they're robbing the bank, and there's a guy standing by a counter yeah, with some money yeah. on. They go, is that your money or the bank's? He goes, that's mine. And he's like, all right, you keep that. We're taking the bank's money. Yeah. And then that guy's in the interview like, I don't know. Bonnie and Clyde did right by me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love them. So, uh, uh, yeah, the movie definitely glorifies uh, these two. And, it, you know, it's kind of interesting because at the time, people, the critics really shit all over this movie. They're yeah. like, the characters are stupid. They're making Bonnie and Clyde look cool yeah People, glorifying it was not that far it would be as if there were these criminals in 1988 like uh imagine this is going to be way worse but like richard ramirez the night stalker was a serial killer who was active in the 80s yeah, yeah. and then today they made a movie about him which is makes him look really goofy and yeah. funny. i i did have that thought when i because this was made you know about 30 years after bonnie and clive exactly 
And I did think there were definitely living relatives of the people that Bonnie and Clyde murdered who yeah. saw this movie. And it's like, yeah. but like they make them look fucking badass. But like I lost my dad for no reason. Yeah, you know, I don't know. It's <laughs> like, far enough for us that this is like, come on. You know, it's like this is ancient history. Yeah. But, but yeah, like, I could see. Man, yeah. maybe if that Family was that close. members were probably like, what the fuck? To that note, yeah. um, there's multiple characters of the gang who show up. Clyde's brother. Played by Gene Hackman. Yeah, I didn't know he was in this. Yeah. That was kind of cool. He's great. Yeah. yeah. It's like early Gene Hackman movie. Always loved Gene CW, Hackman. the mechanic who we already talked about. And then this woman, Gene Hackman's wife. What was her name? Es- es- Estelle? Uh, es- no, uh, Estelle, but her, Estelle? Estelle has a real name, but she is uh, Blanche in the movie. Blanche, okay. Yeah. Blanche uh, is portrayed in the movie as like the, she's screaming. She's kind of like comic relief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess the real Blanche was still alive when this movie came out and she oh. hated this movie. Oh no. Shit. And there's a quote that I read where she's like, they made me, they made me look like a screaming horse's ass <laughs> was, was her review of this. Movie. She did look bad. Yeah, she looked really bad. Uh, she kind of sells out the whole gang. Yeah. Um, it's because of her screaming that they all get shot up. Like, yeah. You know, not they don't get killed in this moment, but like, yeah, it's, it gets really bad because of her. Yeah. So early on in the movie, we kind of set up, they they do a little bank robbing. They establish like we rob banks. We're actually the good guys. Then we meet the other gang members, Gene Hackman, Blanche, and then they're all hanging out. And it's like, don't tell Blanche we rob banks, you know, don't do anything bad. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> like these cops just show up outside their house and a shootout starts. And it, it kind of is this weird, like action packed slash comedy slash yeah. thriller dark shootout, which yeah. I think is why this movie is kind of so famous for scenes like this. Yeah. Warren Beatty is like John Woo, doing John Woo yeah, yeah. dual wielding shit. Yeah. But then Blanche is like screaming and running around. Like, like a spatula <laughs> or something? Yeah, like yeah. like literally it reminds me of the Three Stooges. It's so like slapsticky the way she has her yeah. hands in the air. And but it's still scary. That whole like it, it walks that line yeah, actually kind of well. Yeah, and the gang has to run out of the house, and they're shooting cops as they go, and yeah. ramming the cop cars out of the way. And it's like, oh my god, this is so life and death. And then they like swoop into Blanche, and they like sw- sweep her in the car and drive right. off. Yeah, um, yeah, all this stuff is happening, and 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 then from that point, like they're just a gang going on adventures for the yeah. second half of the movie. Yeah, um, and then right after that is when they find this cop right like this or this cop finds them there's a lot of things i, I yeah so yeah. many things happened in this movie that i kept trying to research and it was i honestly ran out of time with it's like there's just so many <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah. things in this movie yeah. that like, i want to so, know yeah there's this famous picture of bonnie uh where she's posing with a gun and a cigar and they rec- they have a scene where they recreate oh yeah uh the taking of that picture and then they insert this scene with the cop mm-hmm. the cop's family by the way sued the people who made this movie? Oh, really? Because no they're like that shit did not happen. Whoa! Fuck you! Oh man! They're like, wow. uh, they so there's a uh, officer character in the movie, yeah, like and a, his family, yeah, yeah go ahead. No, go ahead. basically said he was one of the most well respected Texas lawmen, yeah. who came out of history or came out of retirement by special request of the United States government wow. to track down Bonnie and Clyde. Whoa! And shit. and this scene that you put in the movie embarrasses him, makes him look like a fucking idiot, Whoa. and it never happened, and fuck you, and we're suing you. Wow. Out of court. Wow. Yeah. Damn. And, and what happens in the scene is this Texas lawman finds the gang when they're pulled over on the side of the road, uh, and he goes, and he sneaks up on them with a gun like he's going to 
take him out. Yeah. But Clyde gets the jump on him mm-hmm. and basically holds him at gunpoint, takes his gun, and they're debating, like, what should we do? Should we kill him? What should we do? And Bonnie's like, let's take pictures with him. Let's, like, show the whole world that we're, like, having fun. Yeah. And they pose with him, and she, like, kisses him, and he spits in her face, and then Clyde beats him up, and they handcuff him, and they put him on a boat, and they push him out into the lake, and they're like, <laughs> you know, yeah. fuck you, lawman, deal with that, you huh. you dumb piece of shit. Like, really making him look yeah, terrible. Terrible. Bad. Yeah. That's so, I Even had no idea there was a lawsuit around that. With his, like, mustache, yeah. like, you know, like, the classic Texas mustache. Yeah. And then, like, she's, like, brushing it with his the gun, and he's, like, getting all scared. <laughs> yeah. Oh. He doesn't say a word. No. That's uh, just getting funnier and funnier. Yeah. No <laughs> the character, you know, it would, you know, it's something it's one thing if they just write him off, but that character ends up coming back and getting revenge later in the yeah. movie. And that's yeah. that's a real life uh scenario. Yeah. Um yeah, so you know, we can where does the kind of where's the movie turn? I think uh for me, it was the scene where they visit Bonnie's mom. Yeah, that is, that's weird, right? Like, for me, it was like, Bonnie gets really upset. She All of a sudden, she disappears and says, I want to go find my mom. Like, I'm, I, in, you know, in the movie world, as far as you know, her mom was in the house and Bonnie just left one day. Yeah. And never came back, and that's it. Like, you know, who knows what really happened? So mm-hmm. then, yeah, Clyde's like, okay, you want to see your mom? We'll go see your mom. And then it cuts to this, like, weird family reunion, which yeah. I read that they shot through a... um a window screen to make it look different than the rest of the movie. Yeah. Uh, it okay. Like removed yeah. And far away. Yeah. And kind of like weird looking. Okay, yeah. It's all French new wave that. shit. They're, yeah. they're getting fucking weird. Yeah. With it. And it was kind of a weird grain to it. You know, this looks like bizarre. Yeah. And there was like weird music and like you see kids playing. I guess what, they hap- what happened in real life was they were filming the scene in the middle of fucking nowhere and like people who lived around started coming up and like checking out the filming and they just kept putting them in the shots because like, yeah, oh, we need huh. to see people. <laughs> yeah, and they visit uh, Bonnie's mom, and and she kind of has been reading about them in the newspaper. She knows what's going on, and they're like, you know, you're living a dangerous life, basically, is what she tells them. And they keep yeah. telling her, like, oh, it's just temporary. You know, we're going to settle down. We're going to beat these cops. We're going to beat these charges, take this money. We're going to settle down right next to you. And the whole time they've kind of been portraying this l- lady like she's just some nice little old lady mm-hmm. and yeah. and she kind of tells him like don't settle down next to me because if you do that you're going to die mm-hmm. like you have to keep running forever and she's like yeah what do i know i'm just a dumb little old lady right but the scene kind of has this uh tone of bonnie's mom is basically telling her like you're fucked <laughs> like yeah. yeah and i know it and yeah. you think you can come back to live with me and go back to your old life no you're a criminal. You've killed police officers. Yeah. Like, yeah, this only ends one way. As many gangster movies do. This yeah. is like how they all go. Yeah, they all know it. Did we mention? I think we maybe skipped the part when they kidnap Gene Wilder and his girlfriend. Yeah. Which, oh yeah. Well, I think that happens right around here. I think it does. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is such a good scene, and I did not realize that was Gene Wilder's first movie role. Yeah, I had never knew that. That was all. Uh, as soon as he popped up, I have. He has always been one of my all-time favorite actors. Anytime he's on screen, I'm just like, all right, I'm in. Yeah. And uh, that was an unexpected treat because he's always he's always funny. He's always been funny in that subtle, weird way that he is. And I, uh, yeah, he's I, got I, star power. Yeah, yeah. he definitely Gene does. He's got what wilder. it takes. Because yeah. <laughs> he steals the show when he's on camera. And I can't yeah. even really tell you why. Oh, just, yeah. It's all these little decisions that what's brilliant about Gene Wilder. He reminds me of Jim Carrey and every 
once in a generation you get somebody who is just so confident in their yeah. comedy mm. that they can be funny when they're not supposed to be and yeah. it works. Mm. Yeah. And Gene Wilder is making out with a girl and they notice that his car is getting stolen and he's like, that's my car. That's my car in a very Gene Wilder way. And yeah. he just starts walking towards the car and he like walks out a window <laughs> and just falls on the grass. But then just picks himself up and keeps going. Yeah. And it's yeah. such a nothing moment. But I'm watching it just being like, that's classic Gene Wilder. Yeah. Nobody else could pull off falling out of this window <laughs> like Gene Wilder. Yeah. But he can do it because uh, he's a fucking genius. Underrate. He had underrated physical comedy. He uh, like you don't think of him as oh big physical comedian. Yeah. But he would do these little things that were so funny. I mean. His intro in Willy Wonka. Yeah. He, he was the one that the came same, up with it's the same bit. Falling, falls falling down. down the thing. And then, yeah, I mean, that was it's, his concept. It's the same kind of fall, actually. Yeah. But so Gene Wilder's <laughs> the master of the introductory fall. When, yeah. He, yeah. when he is, um, you know, they're chasing Bonnie and Clyde. And then they, she says, the girlfriend says, what if they have guns? It's like, stop, turn around, whatever. And then like, then Bonnie and Clyde turn around and start chasing them. Yeah. And like, he's so nervous, but it's, you're laughing the whole time. It's like, Go yeah. faster, Margaret. Margaret, go faster. And it's like, you can just feel it in his voice. He's great. Yeah. Fucking great. Yeah, he is a classic. Gene Wilder is timeless. Yeah. And this is his first movie, so it's worth watching just for that. Um, and then they find out, they kind of buddy up with him. They're hanging out all night. They're getting burgers. And they're like, so what do you do? And he's like, I'm an undertaker. And they kick him out of the car, and they leave him in the middle of nowhere. Because they have this fear that death is chasing them. Right. One last thing I was going to bring up. The, the name was Velma, not Margaret. And the woman who played Velma, I, I I've looked at this up a couple of times. Like it, her name is Evans Evans. How how does that happen? <laughs> Evans Evans. They don't name him like that anymore. <laughs> what the fuck? That's weird. <laughs> well, <laughs> things start going wrong for the Bonnie and Clyde gang, and um, the main thing that's going wrong is they start fighting amongst themselves. It's I'm gonna say it, the ladies. Bon it's fucking Blanche. It's Bonnie and Blanche don't get along. And there's this crucial moment where they're really fighting. And so they decide to send Blanche and CW to go get some fast food from a local chicken store. And while they're there in the in the chicken restaurant, a guy sees a gun in CW's hip. And Bonnie and Clyde are like famous gangsters. And everybody knows they're in the area. So he calls the cops and alerts them to what he saw. And they track him back to this motel that they're staying at. And this huge shootout happens. And this is kind of the beginning of the end Yeah, for the gang and for the movie. And one by one, the gang kind of falls apart. Gene Hackman is injured badly. He's mortally wounded. They take him to a field where they try to recuperate, but the police jump them again and another shootout happens. And they're surrounded in this field. Yeah, and this time Blanche is shot in the face and Clyde is shot in the arm and Bonnie is shot. The only person who gets away unharmed is CW. Mm -hmm. A bunch of cops mm -hmm. are, are shot in the way, along the way. Um, and also, as dark as this sounds, this is also filled with like a bunch of fun scenes of like uh -huh. car chases yeah. and and stuff that's just like silly. And, and it's yeah. both like a fun romp and like a dark crime well, movie. Ev yeah, even when you're watching this scene where there are like thousands, so it appears, rangers in the bushes shooting guns at them. And they're drive he's driving in a circle yeah. trying to not get shot. It, you're so entertained and like 
Yeah. I'm like smiling, watching this, like, whoa, you know, and it's like, this should be scary or sad or something, but I'm just, I'm really yeah. entertained. But then they have to like jump out and run into the, into the creek and then Bonnie gets shot. And again, this is one of the first movies to use squibs and it's just, yeah. you see the main female character who's very like alluring and attractive and she just gets shot and you're like, fuck that, you know, it's hard to yeah. watch. Yeah. So this movie kind of walks this fine line. Yeah. Um, Blanche gets taken in by the police and she kind of rats out uh, the the rest of the gang. But she gets tricked into doing it by this cop who was photographed. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure she doesn't realize it's that cop because she's blind. Because she got now, shot in the eyes. Shot in the eyes. She took a bullet to the head. Yeah. And uh, Bonnie and Clyde, they go to CW's house and they take refuge in his dad's house. And his dad is pretends to be homely, but at the same time is so angry yeah, that his son has yeah. run off with these gangsters. And he's calling the cops to rat them out. Yeah. yeah. Um, the movie, you want to talk about the movie's ending? Yeah. It's one of the most famous uh, endings, I, I think. I was just going to say, I didn't know anything about the ending of this movie. I you did didn't? not. Not whatsoever. And that might be one of my favorite endings I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> that was wow, like, all right. <laughs> that was on my list after watching this. Wow. Damn. Well, very Sopranos ending. Yeah. yeah. I can see that. Uh, influential ending. So Bonnie and Clyde are basically set up by CW's dad um, by the and by the police, and they fall into a trap. They're ambushed. Uh, this is what really happened in real life. There's a real dramatic scene where his dad begs CW, like, don't go with them tomorrow. When, yeah. when they get in their car to come back, don't go with them. Yeah, yeah. And he won't say why. Uh, and CW takes his dad's advice and doesn't go. And they really like, where's CW? Where is he? Where is he? But then the cops come and they have to leave him. And they're like, we'll go back for him in just 20 minutes. Yeah. Then they see CW's father pulled over on the side of the road, working on his truck. They pull over to help him. And as they get out of the car, all the cops are there with machine guns mm. and they just machine gun them in slow motion. I'm talking like you see Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway get blown away. They're it's fucking Swiss cheese. Yeah. And it's 30 like seconds of sustained non relenting fucking these corpses up. It's crazy. That was uh, one of the most violent scenes ever filmed up until that point yeah, in I film could... history. And some people loved it and some people were disgusted by it. Well, but, well, let me just tell you, seeing that and then, you know, how movies are today, you that'll happen. Then you get, you know, then they go to a flashback about how they said they would never part from each other, you know, and then they would add four things to Denouement, the fucking thing. Not this. Nope. <laughs> this. <laughs> the end. I was like, wow. Not oh, even my God. Like, yeah, it's pretty artistic. It goes to just like sad folk music and yeah. fades out to credits you you oh. would think too it would tell you like bonnie and clyde and like kind of like recap what happened in real life for you yeah and text or even or something but anything nothing <laughs> yeah fucking nothing well i like it before this scene happens probably <laughs> the the uh beginning of the climax the real beginning of the end is bonnie writes a poem uh, and she mails it into the newspaper and it gets into the newspaper it's the story of bonnie and clyde it's a rhyming poem that describes their life as criminals and it basically says stuff like everybody thinks we're real bad, but we're not that bad. Yeah, yeah. You know, but what's going to happen to us? We're going to die. We're going to yeah. die. And we're going to die. The end. Yeah. And that's what really wraps up the movie, which was yeah. what I actually thought was so great about it was they set all what this is just my opinion. My feeling on on movies is 
you know, you can do that. You can have, oh, they die, and then you go to this, and you go to that. But I've always been of the mindset, you should already have all that groundwork laid to where you can just fucking blow them all up at the end and go yeah. to credits. You know, and this movie did it And that's enough said. Yeah, yeah, it's like, hey, hey, every, everything's been done. You know where it's going. Boom. Bye. Yeah. Like, you, you, you've you, had that all, all laid out, and I thought that poem was a really Bonnie great... Bonnie and Clyde are dead. <laughs> and that's enough said. They, they got uh, shot in, in the real head life. and everywhere else. And um, that's enough, enough said. said. They, that, that poem was written by Bonnie, Yeah. but uh, I guess it only was in the paper after their death. Like, yes. it was sent to oh. Bonnie's mom, who gave it to the papers after they yeah. were killed. Oh, and the photograph okay. happened in real life, too, but again, not until after they died yep. was that photo published. Yeah. So, you know, this movie is not the real story, but it's yeah. the folk story. This yeah. is yeah. the myth. The tall tale. This is the myth and the legend yeah. uh, that is based on the real people. Yeah. yeah. Which I, I appreciate. Let me just say, and everyone has a different feeling on it. When it comes to a movie like this, I don't mind that. To me, as a movie, it's a tall tale. I guess what I'm looking at is like, this is, I've always felt like, yo, if it's a documentary, you should not fill it full of shit and try to do uh misleading editing or this or that should be the real shit but when it comes to a movie like this i've always been like i always watch it with that filter like yep. this is going to be a lot of tall tale shit well, and also, I'll, I'll read the real thing you know i get when yeah. this movie came out and the families are pissed off yeah but I, at I get this that. point these events happened almost a hundred years ago. Yeah, yeah so yeah. it is That's becoming wild. to the point I of definitely like have, yeah it was De definitely have a different yeah, yeah. it was 90 years ago so yeah i mean Definitely, yeah. I have a different perspective on that than you would have maybe if at that time, sure. But, yeah, it's but, interesting yeah. because uh, Bonnie and Clyde were bad people in real life, but then you watch this movie and you don't think they're bad people. Yeah. So <laughs> there is a moral conundrum there. Yeah. I think that it's. I love movies, and I think it's important if you like movies to have a little bit of an understanding of like media literacy, yeah, how movies yeah. work. You can't just take them at face value. You have to understand that, like, it's a fantasy. It's inflated yeah. to make it more romantic and more entertaining. Yeah. So if you can go into it with that mindset, cool. But some yeah. people can't. Yeah. Right. Some and people, I understand. I get it. Yeah. Some people yeah. don't can't separate that kind of uh, thing. So I mean, yeah. that's why we have this show. So I we mean, can help guide the viewer. To yeah. me, you're watching a movie, as Rocco said. Like, if I wanted the real story, I would find the Bonnie and Clyde documentary, which I'm sure exists. Yeah. And I can find out exactly what happened. But if you want to see the fun, you know, romanticized version of it, this is it, you know, for you. And yeah, you. but, you know, maybe uh, I'm going to play devil's advocate. There could be that 15-year-old out there who is watching classic <laughs> films from the 60s <laughs> and thinks being a criminal is cool because they watch Bonnie and Clyde. I think that would be the argument that critics were afraid of. But mm -hmm. honestly, I agree with you guys. These are movies. You go into it, yeah, you know. It you yeah. don't watch Terminator and think like, yeah, I'm going to take down all the computers in the world because AI. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. it's a movie. Yeah. You have to go in just saying, like, this is entertainment. Also, like, yeah. how it ends, too. It's like, I don't think someone wants to do that. Like, that's fucked up. Then again, man, you got to, you, you vastly underestimate the people who don't fucking finish movies, I guess. Because I still, I, I, we literally, I think I was on the PPS or something the other night uh, and talked about that, where it's like, still see people with the Scarface thing yeah. and like, yeah. Scarface, the world is yours. Yeah, you, you got to finish that well, movie. It's just interesting. You got to watch. <laughs> no. Since the beginning of movies, there have been stories about criminals. Yeah. And pretty much 
99% of the time it ends with the criminal dying or going to jail, but yeah. mostly dying. Yeah. And if they don't die or go to jail, they definitely lose every valuable relationship. Like they oh, end yeah. hated yeah. by everybody who loved them. Mm-hmm. And yet the generation after generation, people see these movies and they go, yeah, that's who I want to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they go, that's that's true. the life for me. <laughs> I mean, Clyde. Yeah. They, I mean, <laughs> fucking, you look at the, in real life, so Bonnie and Clyde were killed yeah. and then they put the car in the police like headquarters that, that was all shot up. Like in a museum. Kind of in a museum, like, like behind a fence because mm. they had to put the fence up because people try to take things to the car. People oh. tr- found like chunks of Bonnie's hair. They're trying to like, take that. They're trying to just like take things as souvenirs. Yeah. Then they displayed their dead bodies for like days to prove that oh. they actually got Bonnie and Clyde. They said like 30,000 people came to check it out. Like they wanted to see these dead bodies. It's like Comic-Con. Each, like they think, I think uh, Clyde had like 55 bullet wounds and Bonnie had 49. Like it was like, they were The guy always gets more. They were so fucked up. I cannot imagine. Also, which I don't know why this bums me out. They weren't buried together like they wanted to be. They were born, they buried in like different states. That's unnecessary. Why they do that? That's fucking unnecessary. You know, fuck that. They paid their debt to society. Oh, oh, oh what they do? They took the bank's money, so for the rest of eternity they can't be together. Another you fucking banks ass get bailed out again. Holes. Fun fact That's about real life: up their families were fucked after this because they were considered aiding and abetting Bonnie and Clyde. Oh. So they all like had to do like, dude. There's footage, like news footage, of like all of like Bonnie's like uncles and cousins walking into the like, courthouse like chained by the neck. Because they're all going to like trials. A lot of them like oh got sent God. to jail. Bonnie's mom got sent to jail for what? thirty days. Oh. This a crippled old woman she was like they the had police. to like put her in a wheelchair and like sit her in a prison cell oh for thirty days God. for you helping Bonnie out. Took the bank's money. You made the cops look stupid. We're sending your mom to jail. Yeah, you're sending your Not mom. only are we <laughs> machine gunning you with forty nine bullets, yeah. and we're burying you three states away from your lover. Yeah. Your mom's going to jail too. Let, yeah. Well, let this be a lesson, to everyone. Let this be a lesson, to everyone out there. And it's a time. Seriously, it's a timeless message. Don't make the cops look stupid. Yeah. Like yeah, there you go. You know, just guys, you know respect your everyone. local policemen. They'll get you back. Come on. Yeah. Then some. Anyway. Well, it's time for popcorn shakers. Okay. Well, uh, I picked this movie. Let me get some shakers. I love this movie. I thought it's. I think it's a great. I think it's a great fucking movie. Um, will I give it five shakers? Part of me wants to, but the, the you know it is pretty fucked up that like they, <laughs> they changed history so much. But it's a movie. Fuck it. Five shakers for me. I really wow. like this movie. I really like it. Damn, a fiver. I know it's rare for me too. Nice. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm kind of on the fence between four and five, but uh, you know what? Just to be discerning, I'm gonna give it a four. Fair enough. But it could easily be a five. Yeah. Uh, I I see. It was a great movie. I'm not going to put it on my top list, maybe necessarily, but I could see the birthplace of a lot of the fucking movies that I have loved over the I saw it all. It, it was like I was seeing it all begin here, kind of. Um, I, I'm going to give it a four. I'm going to give it a four. Solid, uh, solid four. That's a pretty good score. Yeah. You know, that's uh, according to my math, that would be 13 out of 15 shakers. Is that right? Yep. You're right. Oh, I'm so smart. Nice. Yep. Hell yeah. Cool. Next up is a Derek Acosta pick, and we're gonna watch. No, sorry, Sean. The uh, that's fine. Geez. What the bad taste of this movie out Jeez, with man. a little refresher 
horror film. That's oh. right. Halloween Ooh. is right around the corner, so we've got to get our horror fix. We're going to go Italian style in honor All right. of my Italian friend Rocco. Finally. We're going Dario Argento. Demons. Oh, my God. That sounds scary. Demons. Demons. Okay. We're watching Demons on the next episode of Movie Club. We hope you join us. I'm scared to. Shit. Uh, so now I'm going to go listen to Eminem 97, Bonnie and Clyde. Oh. Which is a song oh. The, uh, Marshall Mathers LP. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Do, Let's see uh, which one's better. Yeah. I'm a, I think the song is better than the movie, honestly. Mm. That's oh. what I've heard. Okay. That's well, what Ebert said, but I don't know. If we'll let you know him. next time. He's, he's gone. Yeah.